0: Welcome back. This is part two of an ongoing investigation. If this is your first time tuning in, head over to episode one. Previously on Lakeview.
1: There was a second of unnerving silence. It seemed like no one even moved. And then someone screamed. Looking back, we all just assumed he just went too hard during intramurals, <laughs> and maybe he was just dehydrated or something. No one thought that it was uh, actually as bad as it was. Good evening. Tragedy strikes Aggieland this week as a student is murdered at the Texas A&M University's fish camp. McElroy was pronounced dead yesterday evening, followed by the announcement by law enforcement around noon today. No arrests were made that night. No arrests have ever been made.
0: My name is Maria Davenport, and you're listening to Lakeview, a five-part series where I attempt to understand the murder of Jake McElroy, an incoming freshman at Texas A&M's fish camp.
2: is fish camp. Oh man, where to begin? So, Fish Camp is a thing a puts on for freshmen every summer. The summer is broken down into these different sessions, depending on what time of summer they're held, and then each session has a bunch of camps, and in those camps you have the co-chairs as leaders, and then under them are the counselors. All the counselors and the co-chairs are like super close. We spend a ton of time together all year to build friendships and bonds and stuff, and everyone always tries to come back as a counselor again, or even as a co-chair. That's why I've re my hair. This is Madison Russo.
0: Last summer, she was a first year fish camp counselor. She's an explosive five foot five, and one of those people who can't speak without moving their hands. She's blonde, probably from a bottle, and the last four inches of her hair are dyed in electric blue.
2: That's why I've redyed my hair, because last year I was in aqua, so I wanted to make sure all of my fish camp friends know that I'm serious about getting selected as a co-chair next year, aqua pride, you know? When Madison heard I was
0: interested in talking to her about fish camp, she didn't hesitate. She changes the subject and points to a silver bar that she has pierced through the upper bridge of her nose.
2: And I'm glad I kept this in too. In the interview, they'll be able to instantly see my dedication to my camp. Okay, cool, um, yeah. I guess I meant, what is fish camp like for the freshmen? Oh, yeah. Um, Basically, freshmen show up, and they learn the traditions, and meet new friends and stuff. It's a ton of fun, and if you love it, you can come back as a counselor the next year. Right. Okay.
0: Hello? Sarah? Hi, it's Maria Davenport. Oh, hey, Maria. Could you introduce yourself for the record?
3: No problem. Howdy, I'm Sarah Chang from Arlington, Texas, and I'm the loudest and proudest member of the Fightin' Texas Aggie Class of 2021.
0: Sarah is a consultant for Maroon Point Consultants, a management consulting organization at the Mays Business School that student organizations hired to help optimize recruiting, retention, management, finances, you name it. Sarah has been consulting for Fish Camp for two years now, and I figured she might be able to help make sense of all of this to an outsider.
3: Fish camp is an Aggie's first tradition. First held in 1954, fish camp serves as a four-day orientation for incoming freshmen, or fish as we call them here in Aggieland. The freshmen meet on campus and are bussed out to Lakeview United Methodist Conference Center in Palestine, Texas, where they spend three nights with fellow fish. During their time at Lakeview, they'll learn essential Aggie traditions and participate in a bunch of different activities to help give all of the incoming fish a group of people they'll already know when they finally step foot on campus in the fall. Gotcha. Did you go to fish camp, Maria?
0: Uh, no, uh, I I couldn't. Oh, bummer. I haven't fully explained my connection to Fish Camp. You see, Jake McElroy met his dark fake during Session F. That very same summer, I was going to attend Session G, the period of Fish Camp directly after the murder took place. I was on those buses that were alerted that Lakeview had become a crime scene and turned around and returned to campus. Because Session G was canceled, I was never able to attend Fish Camp. Perhaps that's part of why all of this is more puzzling than I would have thought. The activities in which we participate and the people with whom we surround ourselves can often seem so disparate that at times I feel like I am attending an entirely different university. Had I attended fish camp, would this dreadful event make any more sense to me, or would it be even more shocking? Okay, so can you explain to me what the schedule for an average day of camp looks like? Of
3: course, the day begins naturally with breakfast, or sleeping in, which the freshmen can do if they want. The counselors and freshmen then meet up in the camp room, which is a different building depending on what color you're in. Like, Red's camp room is a palace with a state-of-the-art lighting and sound system for the only stage at Lakeview that isn't creaky and uneven. The green room, on the other hand, is kind of a stinky dump, but anyone endeared to it would hate me for saying that. Anyway, the next event is usually a presentation in Lakeview's huge, multi-purpose building called Copeland. The presentations range from explanations of facilities like the library or the rec, to traditions like midnight yell or bonfire. And yes, they're about as entertaining as they sound. The tricky thing about fish camp schedules is that they're actually different each day. The majority of the day is comprised of some balance of Copeland presentations, small group discussions, and skits in each color's room, meals, etc. The middle two days of the total four-day extended orientation program have a couple hours of free time in the afternoon, where everyone can choose to swim, play murals, play games indoors, nap, or whatever.
0: I see. Okay. Well, maybe this is a bit of a loaded question, but that sounds pretty standard for a summer camp. Why are all of these counselors so obsessed with it?
3: Having never been a counselor myself, it's honestly hard to say. From the outside looking in and all that, I guess. There's always been this big emphasis on counselors getting really close and forging close relationships and the like. That seems to be the big motivator behind the obsession.
0: So naturally, I assume these connections lead to some interesting dynamics. What are some common problems camps encounter?
3: Well, like any student organization, Fish Camp has a policy. And most of the really juicy stuff comes from members breaking policy. You know, drinking together, hooking up, that sort of thing.
0: That stuff is fairly common, isn't it? That's what I tend to hear most about.
3: Right, it's the kind of stuff you may hear for any large enough organization. But there are a lot of unwritten problems as well, cultural stuff. Here we're talking about things other people accuse Fish Camp for. Taking themselves too seriously, forming cliques at the expense of people they're supposed to work with, aggressively trying to rise to the ranks.
0: So what would cause members of a camp to turn against each other so violently?
3: Um, I don't really know. What about Fish Camp? What upset someone so much to drive them to murder.
0: Clearly, we're dealing with a very large organization, with a great number of people involved. It's too complicated to analyze from a bird's eye view. Fish camp can't be understood as a whole. One must look at the people in each specific camp. Now is probably a good time to hone in on the details. The victim was in Session F Lime, so I knew I had to start there. I had to know everything about that camp. We know that each camp is run by two co-chairs, usually one female, one male. For Session F Camp Lime, this means Erica King and Mason Whitaker, both class of 2019. I found Erica on Facebook, and she agreed to meet and tell me all about Lime.
4: Erica, tell me a little bit
0: about your fish camp.
4: Um. It was pretty fun, yeah, at times. Being a co-chair was really stressful, though. I mean, it's such a rewarding experience, but it was a lot of really hard work, and it just, it wasn't what I thought it would be. How so? Well, it just, I just didn't get as close with my counselors as I had hoped I would, or anyone for that matter. I guess we just didn't mesh. Sometimes that happens, but it really kind of sucked. Why is that? Why didn't you and your counselors bond? I don't know, I... There wasn't a connection. It seemed like everyone was there for different reasons. So much arguing and everything. All the counselors just pretended to like each other on the most surface level, but underneath I don't know, underneath, it was all this drama and contempt. And, well, it's not like I'm blameless either, I guess. I was caught up in all of it, too. It's hard to not get absorbed, even as someone who was supposed to be a leader. I just wanted my perfect little camp. And I guess everyone in it to have their perfect little partners. But that never happened. And I hate that. I just can't shake the nagging, festering feeling that that this is all my fault.
0: I decided there's a lot more to uncover here in terms of all of the relationships within this camp. At first, Erica attempted to put on a smile when asked about camp. But as our discussion continued, she gave up the facade. This is all my fault, she said. And that really stuck with me. According to Erica, her whole fish camp is having a party this weekend at Eli Green's house. He was one of her counselors. I decided I would stop by with my recording equipment and see what I would uncover. I want to document how the counselors interact with one another. Maybe one of them is even hiding something. Okay, here we are. It's about midnight and I'm here at Eli's house. Oh, wow, it's pretty loud out here. Hopefully the cops don't shut this thing down before I'm done here. Hey, you're Eli, right?
1: Yeah, that's me. What's up? Wait, did someone throw up in the bathroom again? I swear to God, if someone threw up in the bathroom again, I'm going
0: Oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, that's not what I'm here
2: for.
1: Oh, chill.
0: Uh, my name is Maria, and I'm doing a little project about your camp, and I was hoping to maybe- Oh,
1: shit, yeah, Camp Swift. Dude, dude, come over here. These are two of my freshmen- this is my dude, Seth Stafford, and here's Bianca, uh...
0: Estevez.
1: Oh, right. My B, my B. Your old man's getting old. Yeah, these two kiddos were in my DG. DG, RIPCORD rip waistband. waistband! Hey, Eli, someone's
5: puking in your bathroom
0: again. Damn it. Uh, okay. So like I was telling Eli, I'm doing a project on Camp Swift. I was hoping that I could ask y'all a few questions about what Fish Camp was like for you. For sure. Um, yeah, that's alright with me. First off, what was it like at Lakeview?
1: Oh, it was pretty cool. I had a good time, you know. Eli was so funny, dude. He would tell me all these crazy things that all the other counselors did, like with their boyfriends and stuff. That guy is hilarious.
0: Yeah, but that's pretty much all Eli ever talked about. We didn't really do anything in our group discussions.
1: (laughs) yeah, it was awesome. It would have been so boring to play all those games.
0: It was pretty disorganized all week. What about after camp? Did your DG do anything after school had started? Sometimes our camp would do stuff together, yeah. We went to the first football game with our camp, but that was about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Eli was hammered, dude. It was so funny. But
0: other than that, not really. We didn't hang out much during the semester. A couple of counselors tried to organize camp lunches, but I didn't really go to those because my schedule was too busy.
1: Oh, but we get invited to come hang out with our counselors at parties and stuff. That's pretty sick.
0: After speaking with Eli and his freshman, I think it's pretty clear where Erica was coming from earlier. It's easy to see what sort of problems might have plagued Camp Swift. But that was just the first conversation of the night that had reinforced the idea that something was off about this whole thing. Soon, I found myself talking to Lexi Nelson and her boyfriend Kyle Espinoza, Lexi was a second-year counselor in Camp Swift, a confident, quirky woman, the stereotypical Fish Camp counselor. How was Fish Camp for you? Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about it? Which year of Fish Camp? Your most recent year as a counselor, last summer.
3: Oh, yeah, it was fine. I got to meet all these great people here. It's different every year, but it's really all kind of the same, you know? But yeah, it was a good time. Kyle, do you want some punch or anything?
5: Uh, aren't I DD tonight?
3: Whatever. We'll just get an Uber.
5: All right, grab me a beer from the fridge. I'll pay Eli back.
0: This is Kyle. Kyle Kyle's a senior, but unlike his girlfriend Lexi, Fish Camp isn't his heart and soul. In fact, he's never even been a counselor before. He's a prominent member of Aggie Summit Brotherhood, a men's organization on campus. Tall, with piercing eyes, and a core haircut that even non-regs know is probably a little bit too long. Kyle can be pretty intimidating in person, But his gentle manner of speaking betrays that dominating presence.
5: Yeah, so Lexi's a nice person, okay? She doesn't like to make a big deal of things, but camp actually sucked for her. She doesn't want to admit it, even to herself, but it definitely wasn't a good time.
0: What do you mean? Uh, Why was it so bad?
5: There was always something. Drama amongst the co-chairs, usually. Who knows about what, specifically. I was never a fish camp counselor, so I don't understand most of that stuff. Of course it's not like the counselors were tight either. You know, it's, it's weird though. They are always close at first. I remember she'd go and study with her camp all the time right around finals week. But then something changed. She went from gushing about camp all the time to barely mentioning it. But look, man, I shouldn't be bad-mouthing the camp at its own party. These people are pretty cool, and I'm not trying to start anything. It's just weird, you know? That's all I'm saying.
0: The evidence was stacking up. Something went wrong somewhere. But there are still a lot of unanswered questions. Why did things turn sour? And when? And who caused it? Until these questions are answered, all we have is a hunch. I'm going to need to dig deeper if I want to get to the bottom of the murder. I don't see Erica or Mason anywhere. Uh, Could they not make it?
1: I'm not sure, bro. Erica was always kind of a prude. We haven't really seen Mason in a while. Pretty much disappeared after our first camp party. This whole dead freshman thing kind of hit him hard, I guess, but whatever. I don't really get why that makes people so mopey. It's not like it's our fault.
0: That whole night felt weird to me. All of these people were partying and it just seemed odd how little sensitivity they showed to one another or to the topic of Jake. No one mentioned him except Eli but the lack of talk about the incident was actually the very thing I found weird. I asked several people to talk about Fish Camp and only one person brought up the fact that someone was murdered there? That doesn't seem right. Something was off here. me until after I left the party that night that maybe I was in the very same room as the person who killed Jake McElroy but I have nothing to go off of yet my investigation into this grisly crime has just began someone murdered Jake and whether they were there or not I had to find out who I need that being calm after all Time on Lakeview.
2: Thank you for calling the University Police Department at Texas A&M University. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. What the f?
1: Really, man? You think I would just start assigning blame like that?
3: Um, I don't know if this is okay to say,
0: but um, I've heard a rumor. is written and produced by The Mugdown, Texas A&M's finest source of news. We are on Twitter at Mugdown, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mugdown, Instagram at The Mugdown, and we publish our normal daily content at Mugdown.com. If you are enjoying Lakeview, please take a moment to share the show with someone in your life. Drop it in a group meet, a quick text, or on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Theme music was recorded by Blue Dot Sessions. For a full list of the cast, visit mugdown.com lakeview. Lakeview is a work of fiction, and any names or likenesses depicted in this show are completely coincidental.